My name is Haley Winter. You're listening to How's the Pressure, a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes in the world of massage. Welcome to another episode of How's the Pressure? I am your host, Haley Winter, and this week I'm bringing you a conversation with an old friend of mine, Aaron DeAngelis. Now, back in our 20s, we were housemates for a few years. We even managed to take a trip to Thailand and do a Thai massage course up in the small village of Pai. Some of you may have actually visited that little village. Now, Aaron is not only a body worker, but a yoga instructor and a life coach, and in general, an entrepreneur. So as a life coach, she helps massage therapists move past their limiting beliefs to help them create the business that they love. And over the years, she and I have had a number of conversations about the various issues that plague massage therapists. And one of the problems that just kept coming up was money. It's such a loaded topic and a sensitive one. And I would venture to say that the majority of massage therapists I know, have at one point or another said to me, I'm just not that good with money. And so why is that? Why is money such a hard topic for us? And how can we change it from something that's challenging and scary to something that's accessible? Well, this is where I'm going to lean on Erin and her experience to give us some tangible tools to help us out. So without further ado, I give you my conversation with Erin. So, welcome, Aaron. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm. Um, I really wanted to bring you in today to talk about money because money <laughs> it makes the world go round, but it also is actually a really potent topic uh, with massage therapists. And yeah. I know that you work with a lot of people uh, around money, around other issues too, but also around money. And I think you'd have some valuable stories and and uh, and tools to share with us here. Thanks. Yeah. Money is a loaded topic, so <laughs> we could talk about it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it is with a lot of, a lot of people, but massage practitioners in, in specifically, um, I feel like they struggle with talking about money or dealing with money. Is that, do you find like with your clients, is that like a normal interaction or relationship to have with money or is that like specific to us? I think anyone in that healing creative field any, any type of work where you're giving from your heart, I think that automatically it feels like, wow, I, I pour my heart into this. I'm doing something that's supposed to bring so much good and healing into the world. How could I put a price on that? And that creates a lot of chatter in the practitioner's mind about the value of it. You know, there's this feeling of guilt. Well, if I'm giving from the heart, then why should I be talking about money? And and then it's not a field like investing where you're already talking about money. And so nobody knows what to do. And and we don't really collaborate as massage therapists that often. So each individual is dealing with their own hangups about rates and money on their own. Yeah, that brings me to my question about rates, because I feel like massage therapists have a really hard time setting rates. I know when I when I uh, teach classes in school, that's often a question I get from new grads is, what do I charge when I go out in the world and, and, and try and see people for money? Like, what's, what's the starting rate? 
there's a lot of mind chatter about, is my work worth it? And how much value do I bring to the marketplace? And so then everybody who's dealing with this rate issue gets too much into their head that it's like forced and their confidence about just setting a straight firm rate goes down because they're attaching their value to their rate rather than just thinking of setting their prices in exchange, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm delivering a service and they're paying for the service, but they, they put like their own personal, like, is my worth as good as this other massage therapist? And, you know, start to compare I see. And it also, it makes sense to me because we've got, you know, touch is such a personal thing. Mm -hmm. So as massage therapists, we're really offering ourselves when we work with someone. And therefore, like our personal self-worth gets caught up in how much we're trying to charge. Yes. And it's, I think that's why it's really, these students are asking for what's a rate, like the standard rate, Mm -hmm. right? Because it, it, it puts it outside themselves. Yes. To a degree. Which can be helpful. I think that actually is is nice to have a, a standard. And then if you feel confident and comfortable raising the rate from there, yeah. then that's good. Yeah. But but once you start attaching your value to it, you as a person are, you're priceless. Like mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't attach your work to your worth because you're too amazing to have a a price on it, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean that's so. that's that's true. If you when you start associating who you are with a certain dollar amount, yeah. it automatically starts to get weird. Right. Cuz you're definitely worth more than 80 to 150 dollars yeah. whatever your massage yeah. rate is. Well, it's also I mean when you set a rate too, like you know, oftentimes clients will put resistance up with yes. that rate. That can be difficult for therapists. Mhm. So, does that stem from the same kind of internal kind of turmoil? I I would say yes. And to add to that, kind of in that same vein, is it has a lot to do with your beliefs around money. So if if you feel there's this lack mentality around clients and around money, then if a client puts up resistance, you're immediately going to go into this like fear mode. Oh, where am I going to find another one? And you'll kind of back down and give into that resistance. Whereas mm. if you have a mentality that there's more than enough, if this client isn't right for me, if if they're looking for something different, that's fine. I, I wish them well. I hope they find someone that's a better fit. And I'm sure I will find someone that's a better fit as well. And so working on your mindset around money and, and just abundance in general in a positive way can help when that resistance hits. And so what is it that makes it so easy for us to sacrifice our rates when we get that resistance? Like, is it, is it that, that scarcity mindset that suddenly just says, oh no, oh no, if you don't get this, you'll never have something. Is that, is that what makes it breaks down our boundaries so easily? Yes. And also kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, how we attach it to our worth. It's when someone hits up with some resistance, we start to think, I don't want them to think that I'm selfish and I'm just doing this for the money. Mm. It's a lot about like what, what other people will think. Right. Um, they, they're second guessing what the person's looking at, what they're offering. Right. Mm. And that's an uncomfortable place to be in, especially if you want people to see you as this loving, giving healer or massage therapist. Yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing this for the money. Like, I think that kind of gets into some massage therapist's heads, yeah. you know, like, I don't want, I don't want anyone to think I'm mean. Of course I love helping and yeah. doing this good work. Right. So. so you try and fulfill that story you have about yourself, and in doing so, you you reduce your rates to kind of meet this client's resistance. Right. Hmm. Now, you obviously work with a lot of different people. 
mm-hmm. uh, with different backgrounds. And when they when the issue about money comes up, what's like a typical story or a typical problem that you hear? Most people learned this, whether it's from family members or just society in general. And a couple of the ones that I hear the most are that money is evil, that money makes you selfish or a bad person. Like a lot of negative connotations with being rich. Right. These are like, <clears throat> excuse me, these are like beliefs that yeah. the, that people have about money. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then I think one that a lot of people come to me with is it's hard to get clients. Mm. The, there's like this, uh, this heaviness feels like so difficult to find clients. How will they find me? Where do I get, you know, there's never enough. Yeah. So. And and for them, when when you come across that, where are they? Where are these clients that I need? Mm-hmm. What is usually the thing that is in the way of them getting clients? In my work, I specialize in, in working with that mindset around it because I think everything starts with the thoughts that you're telling yourself. And so if, if that's your ingrained belief that it's hard to get clients, then your brain is going to look for examples of that in your world because our brains like to be right. If you're telling yourself that there are more than enough clients, it's easy for me to connect with people, then your brain is naturally going to look for ways to find those opportunities. It's just like when you buy a new car and then suddenly you see the same car everywhere around town, (laughs) there's actually a part of your brain that is triggered. And so Mm. if you're telling yourself that it's, it's easier for you to find clients, you're going to be more likely to put yourself out there and look for those opportunities to kind of market naturally. And on the flip side, if you say there are no clients they're you know, they're so hard to find, you're obviously looking at the clients or the people that are not going to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And so you, you see the opportunities for failure as opposed to the opportunities for success. Yes, hmm. definitely. Hmm. And what about like the most interesting experience or client that you had uh, with regards to money? Well, it's funny that you ask that because I think that... In general, most of us have a lot of the same beliefs about money. And a lot of people come to me thinking like, oh, I have this big like, belief about money. I just need to get rid of it. And it's not really about getting rid of it. It's just working with your mind to create more opportunities and less stress for yourself. Because when you're less stressed, you're more likely to be productive and easier to approach and better in your work, right? Like people feel your vibe. So I would say that most of the time people have like a lot of the same beliefs, but some interesting things that have happened when people begin to clear those beliefs. I've had a lot of clients who, once we were working together, got engaged, like dealing with their money issues helped them Mm. open up in other areas. One client recently, after our first two sessions, she said, my skin is clearing up. It's so bizarre. And I don't know if it's related and she didn't want to like attach too much to it, but whatever was keeping her stuck with money seem to be attached to other things. And often those other things have to do with our relationship with our parents Mm. because there's a lot of beliefs we pick up from them and a lot of ties we have with our parents. And so when you dig deeper and kind of clear out those negative beliefs, it clears other energy, other, yeah, other energy out at the same time. Mm. Well, it seems like good work to do, regardless from a financial perspective, but also on a personal and emotional level, uh, can be quite quite Im- impactful. Yes. You mentioned earlier talking about ways to kind of shift the mentality and the approach to money. Mm-hmm. What are some tools that people can use to kind of work at that, to kind of start to shift and make, make strides in that area? There are so many things that I could share. One I mentioned earlier is starting to see 
money just as a tool instead of this thing that has all this emotion attached to it and money makes you evil or all of that stuff we attach to it makes it harder to just flow in and out. So just seeing money as a a tool to exchange for value. We all do it, you know, when you go to the store, if something is valuable, you pay for it. And your work is the same. When someone values your massage, they should pay that rate. But a couple other things that I like to do is one, if you write down your money goal, like it can be with how many clients you want to get in a week or in a month or a year or with your, your desired income range. If you write that down, um, a Harvard study showed that when you write your goal down, you're 90% more likely to achieve it. And if it's somewhere where you can see it and you read it on a daily basis, you're 90, 99% more likely to reach it. Ooh. So that's like a simple thing that everyone can do pretty easily. Yeah. I think also shifting our relationship to money by thinking of not just the number value, but what having that new income will bring into your life. So like if I was able to gain five new clients in a week, that would enable me to get rid of my beater car and have a safe car to drive my kids to school. Like those things have so much more value in your brain than just a number Ah. or thinking like, Oh, I'll pay off my debt. Like that has no reward for our, our emotional body, you know? Right. It's a, it's a very abstract thing Mm -hmm. versus a very specific reward. Right. Yeah. And it also proves to your mind that you're going to do good with the money. I think a lot of my clients come to me thinking that like, Oh, if I get a lot of money, then I won't, handle it well. But if you map out in your mind what positive things your money will go towards, then it already has like a purpose. Um, And then one other thing that I always love is just feeling appreciation for what you do have, because what you put your focus on always expands. And most of us, if you're listening to this, already have more abundance than the majority of the world. So appreciating that always allows more to appreciate into your life. Hmm. And that can shift your mindset, which in turn can shift, can shift the, the opportunities that come to you. For sure. Yeah. So we talk about that shift, right? Mm-hmm. How, in your experience, how quickly does that shift take place? Is it something that happens super quick or you know, parts of it happen quick and other parts happen slower? Or is it just generally a slower, deeper process? I think it can happen really quickly. I actually talk about this with my clients a lot to try on the idea that healing anything, whether it's the physical body or a belief can happen faster than we think. It's not always like that. Like sometimes it's a process. There's no right or wrong. I think it, it just varies person to person. Coming back to boundaries. Um, can you speak to the importance of boundaries with regards to dealing with clients? Definitely. That is an awesome question because this is an area where I've struggled and I really had to find my footing Yeah. For me personally, I really just wanted to give and give and give. And that energy, that vibe, people sometimes would push those boundaries. And so it's been an area that I know. And I think the importance of it is that when boundaries are clear, everybody feels more at ease in their role. And so if you can set a strong and firm boundary, it feels good for you. And it also feels really good for the client because they know what to expect And they know what's okay and what's not okay. And I also think that boundaries, whether it's with a client or in any area of your life, with food, with money, when you set a boundary and you meet that boundary, it really 
gives the opportunity for more confidence in yourself and more self-trust. And the more you can build that trust muscle, the easier it is to reach your goals in any area. Hmm. So I think boundaries are the bee's knees. <laughs> does that answer your question? Fully? It does. It does. It does. I'm, I like the idea of looking at the, the two sides, right? Because boundaries mm-hmm. are not just for you as, as a therapist and not just for the client. Right. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they exist on both sides for both sides. Mm-hmm. I know that there are, you know, if, if, if you have a client that's not going to test your boundaries, that's okay, but they may need to, still need to know that they're there in order to, to trust into uh, the container that you're providing. Yeah. I think a good example is um, with kids. Like it's pretty well known if that kids do well with boundaries because they know what to expect from their parents. They know what the rules are. And when they don't have boundaries, they, they get a little crazy. Like they test them and that's not what a kid needs. Like they need to know their parameters. And I think it's the same with clients because being in a massage room and like being that close with someone and allowing them to touch your body, that's kind of scary for some people. So it actually puts people at ease when they know, okay, here's what I can expect. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're being vulnerable by Mm -hmm. undressing and putting themselves face down and in your hands. Mm -hmm. So, so the more you can do to engender trust, uh, and give uh, a firm container, I think the more willing they're going to be to do that. Yeah, I agree. So how do we know when it's good to make a compromise about money with a client or we're going to be being taken advantage of, right? So you have a client that, that, that can't quite meet what your needs are. How do you, how do you, what's the barometer there to decide, okay, this is a, a good time to, to meet my client at a discount or, hey, this person's just taking advantage of the fact that I'm a nice person. Yeah, I like that question. Going back to what I was saying before, boundaries were something that I had to learn for myself. And I think in the beginning of my massage career, I just sort of would give in whenever that that line was kind of pushed. And then I went the other direction. And I was like, I have to be firm all the time because I need to stand up for myself. And once I found the happy medium, it felt so good because I had opportunity to allow myself to give when it felt right. And also when to stay firm because I valued my work. And I think a good way to know when it's right or not is when it feels good, there's going to be expansion. It's like, I really want to do this out of the goodness of my heart. You might feel it in your body like a softness or openness. And if it feels like you're compromising yourself, you might hear some of that mind chatter that I mentioned in the beginning. Oh, I might lose this client or what will they think or Hmm. what will happen? Are they going to tell the community, whatever? So it sounds like it's an instant check-in. Yeah. What is the experience that you are having when this person admits or tells you that they can't meet you at your price, right. do you feel defeated, deflated, kind of contracted, or mm-hmm. do you feel expansive, generous, and open? Yes. And that will lead you mm-hmm. in the right path. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So just like a body sensation, really. Yeah. Because that's the beautiful thing about owning your own business is that you get to decide, but you want it to come from, you want that decision to come from a place of feeling good. Yeah. Like, otherwise, there's, it's not very fun to be in business for yourself. If you're like stressed out and feeling, oh, 
I'm scared. What are they going to say? And that's where a lot of people find themselves. Mm -hmm. A lot of massage therapists find themselves in that exact position. For sure. So in your mind, what's the best way for therapists to to raise rates, right? Let's say they've had their rate for, you know, a few years or several years. I know that I, I, I know therapists who are almost twice my age who have had the same rate for 25 years. Oh my gosh. And their rate is lower than most students when they come out of school. Wow. And they just admit to me, I'm bad with my rates. I'm bad with money. I'm bad with raising my rates. I just, I just don't do it. And so I don't. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, it's shocking to me that someone so experienced with the body can be so inept with taking care of themselves on a financial side. So I agree. W- what is the best way to raise your rates? How do you do that? Starting off, you want to make sure that you're in the right mindset. You know, you want to raise your rates from a place of confidence rather than like shaking in your knees when you tell your clients <laughs> this is happening. Mm-hmm. So before you even tell anyone, I would make a list of all of the benefits people receive from your work and write down things clients have said that are praising you, write down your success stories. So you really start to feel like, okay, yes, this is this is time. My work is worth it. People value it. I can do this. And then from there, you can start to stretch yourself and make it something that you start telling people. And I think one tool that I like to use is if it feels sort of scary in the moment to imagine yourself zipping up like a Superman suit or Superwoman suit before you tell people and like, like you're putting on this brave costume and when you are coming from a place of full confidence and trust in yourself, it feels it feels so much different in your body. Your chest is going to be open. Your chin is going to be a little bit raised. And when you have that amount of confidence, people won't question it as much. They'll be like, okay, cool. Obviously, she, obviously other people are, are okay with this. She's mm-hmm. okay with it or he's okay with it. So I think those are some tools that can help when you raise your rates. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. The, the, if you can own... Mm-hmm. Your rate. When you say it to someone, mm-hmm. then they believe you. They say, "Yeah, that's that is the rate that this person commands." Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about this subject. I I know it's a it's an important one for massage therapists to really tackle and to take on. And if anyone wants to get in touch with you to do work with you around kind of shifting their mentality and their mindset around money, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So they can go to my website, which is www.aaronDeangelis.com, and there's a contact form there, or you can email me directly at Aaron at AaronDeangelis.com. And I'm also on Facebook and on Instagram and all those fun social media things, putting out information here and there. So yeah, I love to connect, even if it's just questions. I'm I'm super passionate about people being able to sustain work that they love. Right? Like if you found massage, likelihood the likelihood is that you love it and you really are passionate about helping people and so money shouldn't get in the way of you being able to do that work in the world. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> until next time. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go ahead and review it on iTunes. And if you have any questions that you had wished I had asked or topics you want me to cover in the future, 
please visit the website at www.housethepressure.com where you can send me an email and hopefully I can include it. Until next time, be good and be well.